<laughs> Here we go again. I know you guys like sitting around the tailgate telling stories with good buddies, cracking cold ones. No matter if it's hunting season or fishing season, well, so does the Outdoor Drive podcast. So we're going to bring you Tales from the Tailgate. All right, guys, drop the tailgate again. Let's kick this one off. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and I'm joined with my good buddy, Mr. Man Man Marty. What up? What's up, man? And we got our good buddy, Mr. Josh Stubbs, on the line. What's going on, Josh? Uh, just having fun, man, chasing turkeys. I'm surprised you're not sleeping over there the way that you're grinding throughout turkey season. Yeah, there is no time to sleep right now, man. <laughs> There's just no time. It's spring, right? And they're, and they're gobbling and chasing around the tail like they should be absolutely absolutely well man why don't you tell everybody who you are where you're from and a little bit about what you do yeah i'm josh stubbs from elevate stand company from south central kansas and uh basically help run a tree stand company and and chase turkeys in the spring and chase big white tails in the fall so i don't think it gets better than that man (laughs) it does not it does not (laughs) you guys came out with a vengeance though too that's the other thing like killing big white tails now you're on this turkey tour which you did last year too and then now you're just back at it uh started and kicked off in florida and then alabama kansas i mean you guys are doing big things now yep and we we did uh go into mississippi for a little bit it was just kind of a bonus hunt we weren't there very long um we did not kill a bird in fact we only heard three gobbles in two days uh, so we kicked back to Alabama pretty quick, but, uh, the, the Florida hunt had been planned, you know, basically since the, <clears throat> the previous year, I knew I wanted to go back and Andrew Giles, a buddy of mine that I went with the previous year, we both booked, um, with the muddy bottom outfitters and we left on a Tuesday or I left on a Tuesday, I drove from Kansas because I had to pick up my bird that was finished from the previous year. So I just drove down. But to rewind just a little bit, I was in South Dakota on a pheasant hunt the previous week, got home. um, And then pretty, I'm sorry, I didn't even go home. Uh, Went to uh, a show in Wisconsin. So went from South Dakota to wisconsin we went and visited chris ham at hha Mm -hmm. sites awesome facility just really cool the sites that they make um and then we drove home got home probably around 10 o'clock monday night i left at two o'clock in the afternoon to head for florida picked up my buddy in illinois um i slept in the truck just a little bit because i ran out of gas and so i just pulled over the side of the road and slept a little bit and then got back up, met him in Illinois at 7 a.m. And then we got down to Florida. Oh, man, I think it was close to midnight. No one was awake down there. They told us, you know, what rooms to to go, go to sleep in. And then, I mean, it was up at, you know, 4.30 in the morning. So, and just like that. We were we were on turkeys in Florida, um, tons of gobbles, uh, I, which was not what I was expecting. My previous year, uh, heard 
hardly any gobbles. Uh, that first morning, I don't know, man, there was probably a good eight to 10 gobblers. I think something like that was just gobbling all around us. Um, but I really, I was wanting to shoot the bird with a bow. So it kind of limited us the first day, day and a half, uh, to where we would set up. We were trying to make it to where I could stay hidden. Um, but none of the birds even, even came close. They, you could tell they were hemmed up. Um, and so day one ended without us getting anything. Um, and they feed you very, very well down there. I will add that. And so day two comes, we set up in the morning again. I really would like to shoot with the bow, but I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a purist uh, as far as, you know, on turkeys. I really did want to get a slam with my bow and hopefully that'll happen at some point. But um, I also love shooting them with, with shotguns. I mean, that's just what I grew up doing. Um, I love the, finality of a shotgun especially you know if they're within 45 even within 65 you know that the guns and the ammo that we shoot today i mean they you know they're pretty lethal um but so the morning comes and goes and it realized that these these birds are going to be a little bit harder to get in and um i switch over to the shotgun we we hear some gobbles but it's like deep in the, in the woods and, um, the, it's just really deep or not deep, really, uh, there's a ton of trees and a lot of brush. And I'm like, there's no way to, I mean, you could maybe, but I knew my best chance was with a shotgun. So I took my shotgun well, the funny thing is we end up calling these birds in. We get everything on video um, and we moved on them a couple of times and they, they were starting to come where it would have been like a three yard, three yard shot. Well, they end up, we call them to them again. They end up coming out in the open and he's like 18 yards and it would have been a perfect bow shot. <clears throat> there was a little bit of a clearing and he was right out in the open and I could, I could see them coming. I mean, that would have been a perfect time for me to draw 18 yards. I mean, that's, you know, done deal, but you know, it didn't happen and shot him with shotguns. So, <laughs> you know, doesn't it always work that way? You think it's going to be some tricky shot and then it's like one of the easier shots I've had. And the footage we got was just, you know, phenomenal the sun is, you know, shining on their, on their feathers and they just, you know, light up like a Christmas tree. I mean, it's, it's really awesome. So we get that bird, we go out later that night and, or that afternoon and we don't, we don't kill anything. Cause now Andrew's up and I, I should, I should rewind just a little bit. We flipped for that bird we flipped for who was going to get to kill that bird. And I will say that as of right now, I'm four and O on opportunities. As far as flipping, I, I've won, <laughs> I've won every one in this season so far. So. <laughs> and believe me, I've kept that penny. 
I have that pity. What's the uh, what's the go to call? Is it heads or tails? Uh, I let them pick. Oh, then, yeah. Wow. Because I, you know, I don't want them saying, "Oh, you know, you you pick, you got it." Double so double headed penny. I've, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've let them pick every time, and uh, every time they have picked the wrong one. So they so. got nothing to be mad about. I guess they're just bad pickers. Uh, <laughs> no greed on his part. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so next morning, you know, we get up early again and we're with Sean, uh, which is, you know, he's a great dude, by the way. And you know that. Uh, but <clears throat> we get on a bird first thing in the morning and it really just came down that we didn't, we set up in the right, the wrong spot. Um, I guess you could call it the wrong spot. It, it wasn't where the turkey wanted to be. That was the first time that he had hunted that property. Obviously, it was the first time that we had hunted that property. And sometimes you just pick the wrong spot. Sometimes you think you're in the, the right spot and you think you're going to get a, you know, going to be able to pull them that way. And it, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, and then uh, Chris called and said, hey, we've got got some turkeys on this other property and um, so Chris actually guided Andrew on that one. I stayed behind. They were just, we wanted to make sure Andrew got one. Obviously the more bodies you add and I'm carrying a camera, um, you know, your chances of killing a Turkey, especially ones that are more out in the open, you know, just becomes a little bit harder. So I stayed behind. So we didn't get that one on film. Uh, but Andrew, you know, obviously he was pretty happy. That was his first Osceola. Um, and so he's going to try to do his slam, his first slam this year. So, but yeah, all in all, I mean, it was an awesome time. Those guys are great, great food, great people. Uh, and then we immediately, did you want me to tell yeah. a story about? Yeah, go, you might as well. Yeah, okay. keep going with good okay, turkey yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, Jared and I uh, were invited to, um, hang out with Williams knife company and John Casimus, which I don't know if you guys know who John Casimus is, but he tried to, well, I think he did set the record for the quickest slam. Um, I think he, I, I'm sure someone's going to fact check me, but. I think he did it around 40, 41 hours or something like that. What? I, I'm, I'm not sure the exact hour or time. It was fast either way. Um, but before I got to meet him, I've, you know, I'd seen him do that. I'm like, and a buddy of mine, I, Andrew, it's like, we should, we should try to break that record. And, and then it's funny thinking that, we're going to, you know, meet that guy later in the week. Well, we couldn't, his schedule could, didn't allow for us to get there till April 6th. Well, you know, we were done with our hunt April 1st in Florida. So you've got, you know, five days with nothing to do. So we went to Mississippi. Andrew had a buddy that lives there and we tried to, uh, to hunt turkeys and we just, couldn't find the gobblers. I mean, we heard one, one gobbler, but you could tell he was definitely interested in going the different direction. Um, 
thick, heavy timber. It's owned by the property was owned by a paper mill and it, it definitely needed to be burned just to get some of the brush cleared out. Um, we did run into like a, a copperhead cotton mouth, something like that. Ugh. Um, yeah, that was, uh, Andrew did not like that one, one bit. I, I don't mind snakes. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> Mississippi was, I mean, it was pretty, it was, uh, the weather was nice. Um, had a crazy experience with a coyote. We had two decoys out in front of us and I see this rabbit running down the trail towards us. And then all of a sudden there's a coyote hot on his tail. Well, I'm trying to, I was, uh, taking pictures and I was trying to switch over to video my shotgun's laying right there to my left and I don't get record hit. I'm just like, screw it. I'm going to try to shoot him. And he darted into the brush. Uh, I did try to get him with the saddies. I, I missed, I mean, he, he ducked in the, <clears throat> into the timber just as I was raising my gun up and I just tried to shoot through it and he, he kept on running, but that, I mean, and he was like 10 yards away. So I mean it, it, it would have put a hole in him. <clears throat> so Andrew had to go back to Illinois. Um, and so on Sunday, I headed towards, went to church that morning, then I headed to uh, Alabama and um, met up with a buddy, Nick. Uh, and he works with uh, or works for Williams Knife Company. And they had our, him and his buddy who was getting deployed, I think in the Navy, um, they had already got four birds on the ground and it's like, dang boys, you know, save some for us. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> <Dang>. we're coming. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so we hunt, let's see, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, Jared flew in Tuesday, so we kind of w- lost half of a day. We had to go get him from Montgomery, Alabama. Get back, we get um, get up Wednesday morning. I I split. I'm trying, you know. Obviously, if you split up, your chances are greater of getting some birds. And he went with Nick, and I. I knew there were some gobblers in there cause I'd scouted that the day before and there were uh, strut marks all over the place along the roads. Well, I went to another property that I'd gotten permission on. Um, I knew that the turkeys were probably not roosting on that spot, uh, but we had seen some close. And so I was just hoping maybe I could pull some over. Well, I, I, that morning I didn't even hear a gobble. And then Jared texts me and it's around seven 30 and he's like, Hey, call me. Well, I mean, I know right away that he's killed a bird. Uh, and so I call him. He's like, Hey, you need to get over here. Uh, I got my bird, but there's gobblers all over. And so it takes me a minute to get over there and get back to where they're at. About an hour goes, so it's eight 30, um, nine o'clock we strike up another gobbler and um, we try to do everything that we can. And there's, this is like in a bottom. And so there's like water everywhere. And I just don't think the gobbler wanted to come through all of that stuff. 
And so it's like 10, 15, and we realize this gobbler is probably not going to move. And, and we looked at Onyx, and it looked like he was in a, a, a good-sized clearing where it's like, okay, he's just he's gobbling every time we call, but uh, he, he's probably just up there strutting, hanging out, like waiting for the hens to come to him. And so we put a sneak. It was pretty nasty, but, I mean, we're crawling through water on our hands and knees and um we get up there and we hear him we're like man we we need to hear him gobble one more time uh and he gobbled one more time and so we knew you know just almost exactly where he was and and so we got to this last big tree and there was a bunch of brush in front and nick raised up behind me and he could see the gobbler the gobbler was in full strut when he kind of peeked up um, I think, you know, he caught the gobbler's eye at that point. Cause he's like, dude, he's right there. He's right there. He's right there. And I can't see him. So I stand up a little bit and that Turkey, you know, raises his head way up. And I, I don't even remember putting the bead on his head. I just remember <laughs> pointing and shooting and it just, it just leveled him. I mean, it smoked him. Um, so obviously, I mean, I was pretty excited Hooper and hooping and hollering because uh, that was, you know, <clears throat> let's see, Sunday, Monday, that was five days, almost five days in a row that we had hunted, you know, hadn't, hadn't really had anything work us or work for us. Um, so I was, I mean, that was one of the highlights of the trip for me and um obviously the osceola was but uh how hard we worked for that bird in in alabama it was pretty awesome when it all came together um and then we went to that john casimus and he's got a it's called sawtooth plantation and it's 1200 acres under one fence um and he raises deer in there uh he has some wild ones you know that were in there you know when the fence was created but he's just got a fabulous place um but he doesn't really allow turkey hunting on it i think they maybe take one or two birds off there a year and we were not those guys that were going to take one of those <laughs> you should have flipped the coin for it <laughs> yeah uh but um he's just a he's a great guy phenomenal chef um, he's got his family was in the restaurant business and he, uh, big ordeal, but they've got, got the restaurant back. And, uh, I mean, we just, we ate like King. So it really, after, you know, being gone since the previous Tuesday, I mean, it, it was probably about time that, that we rested a little bit. So we just kind of kicked it with everybody and shot some content for Mossy Oak uh, we've, you know, got those stands coming out that are going to be dipped in mossy mm-hmm. oak. And so we've got a bunch of that content taken. So, but yeah, so as we got home at Saturday, I will, I'll, I'll make sure Jared listens to this podcast because I, he, he's, I switched over and he's, he's driving. I'm going to take a nap. And I knew about, it was showing on the map like 12 10 that that's when like midnight is when we were going to get home to Kansas. So I wake up 
<clears throat> and I watch a little bit of a movie and then I'm like, I just see how close we are. And I click on Google Maps and it shows that we're not arriving till 1.40 in the morning. And I'm like, Jared, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, we went. We were going the wrong way. <laughs> we were driving northeast when we should have been driving west. <laughs> oh. uh, so we went. We went a lot farther north than we were supposed to. Uh, so. Um, so what's his GPS doing? Just saying reroute or reroute. Well, he he was watching a movie <laughs> on his. And he's like, well, it never popped up to show that I was supposed to turn. And I'm like, good thing you woke I mean, up. The, the driver has one job. It's to make sure the occupants, occupants get there safe and to make sure you're going the right way. Uh, we can laugh. We what? can laugh about it. now. I, I was not laughing about it at the time. What movie was he watching? I, I don't know. It wasn't worth it. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for falling asleep i guess right josh oh ah, man I, I tell you what um like i said we can laugh about it now i wasn't laughing <laughs> i lost my temper a little bit but that's you know we we have we have one rule when you're driving the co-pilot has to they're the ones that have they have to stay awake a and b they have to be following the gps at all times and i'm always the one in the passenger seat and it never ends well because we constantly miss exits go the wrong direction so i get i get the pain i get the pain yeah yes Steve gets mad at me all the time when we're in the truck. He's on every yep. every phone app there is except for GPS. <laughs> Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok. Yep. What about the GPS, bud? Yep. <laughs> yep. But that's you know what though? That's the best thing about road trips is the is the camaraderie oh, and yeah. the mishaps and the laughs and all that mm. stuff, you know? Yep. Yep. The the good thing is we did get home in time to uh attend Easter service at church. I was a little tired. I will say that. Uh, but then we had, you know, family over for Easter and just had a good time. And then we were right back at it. Uh, this morning it's youth season here in Kansas. Um, adults, uh, starts on Wednesday. So we didn't know if we had turkeys roosting on one of our properties or not. We we thought they probably would be, but it was worth a shot. There was no way we could get away on Sunday to to roost them. Um, but it, <clears throat> so we're driving by the spot, and Jared's trying to glass in the trees, and he sees one. So we turn back around. And, get over and as soon as we're out of the truck we're here in gobbling i mean that i'm not kidding that the gobbler today probably gobbled over 200 times oh. it it was it was ridiculous i mean i i've never heard a turkey gobble that much um but we had to move around on him about three times before we got in the right place and we could hear him going back to the west and it's like oh he's he's going to that open wheat field. Um, so we got a couple decoys, uh, put out and he comes through the cottonwoods and evergreen trees 
and he's 84 yards at that point. Now, this is Reed shooting, so obviously we're not letting him shoot at 80 yards. Um, and Reed's my nephew. I think he's 15. And uh, <clears throat> he comes up along the fence line. Well, the fence line, there's a spot in it where it angles, and so we can't see him for a good 20 minutes or so. But we can hear him gobbling. And um, so it's it's really just, you know, a, a waiting game. The hens come. We have hens 10 yards away from us. And I'm like, they're getting, you know, they're going to see us. They're going to spook. And and luckily, they, you know, they did not. Um, but finally, that gobbler, he pretty much followed that fence right up. And there's a bunch of trees along it that I could, you know, see him on film um but it wasn't you know clear enough for a shot and then he finally came out in the open and um reed shot i had told him you know hey wait i'll tell you when to kill him uh he did not wait on me uh because he was the gobbler was in full strut which i don't personally like shooting them in full strut uh one it smokes tail feathers um and I, I like, you know, putting or yelping right before I shoot, get their head way up there. Um, but Reed, uh, Reed put a, you know, a decent shot on him. And I think he was 18, 20 yards away. Um, but this field has given him uh, troubles. He missed a, missed a gobbler last year at like 35 yards. And I think he missed, and I'm not for sure, I can't remember. I think he missed another one on that property. So for whatever reason, this property has just not been kind to him. Uh, but he made up for it today. So that was, uh, I mean, just, you know, an awesome kind of recap to our trip uh, to be gone for all that time, then come home and, um, you know, put Reed on a bird. And we got it all all on video um, I've spent part of today, you know, getting that, that video put together. So, and that's, that's what it's about for us is, you know, hunting turkeys with friends and, and family. And, uh, it's just been a good week. Yeah. It sounds like it. You just blew through your stories in about seven minutes and then Reed's story. You took seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell how the camaraderie and hunting with, uh, yeah. with family is more important to you. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, I tell you, I mean, I, I love shooting birds myself, but I also like calling birds in for other people, especially, mm-hmm. you know, my nephew, he's addicted to, to hunting and, and turkey hunting so and then to get we just got some awesome footage mm-hmm. um it's a little bit harder in alabama because you have so many trees uh and not at least where we were hunting you know there weren't a ton of open fields in kansas it's a little bit easier to get you know good footage like that so that's awesome yeah i i want to i want to take it back to osceola land real quick yeah. What what is the big hype of Osceola hunting? Like, is there any difference in it other than being in palm trees? Like, what is the deal? Well, why everybody is like, I gotta kill an Osceola. Uh, well, one, uh, you know, I think part of it is that that's the only place that you can kill that bird. Right. You know, I mean, if if you switch roles of an Osceola and an Eastern, no, you know, 
then Osceola wouldn't be a big deal. And the Eastern is the one everyone would want, want right. to kill. So I think it's just the scarcity. Um, they're just known to be call shy and, and tough birds to kill. Uh, the, the other thing I like about them is just the color. There's a super deep bronze that when the sun catches them and it's not like the other birds, mm-hmm. uh, they're a lot, they're a lot darker. The wings are a lot darker. Uh, they can have some really good hooks on them. Um, they're not big birds. I think, you know, they range from between 16 to 18 pounds. And and that's, you know, obviously not a big bird for Kansas. It's not a big bird for most of the states, you know, upper Midwest and Northeast. That's not a, it's not a very big bird. We shoot Jake's Um, that size. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, their hens look like the size of our pheasants. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's crazy how small they are compared to some of the birds that we hunt here Mm -hmm. in Kansas, Missouri places like that so i don't know they're just a cool bird i i really have grown to enjoy florida um just the terrain you know you've got orange groves there you've got big pine groves you've got palm trees and stuff like that it's i don't know it's just there's really no other place that i know of like it so just another element to add to it right i mean it's yeah, just- yeah for sure for sure. I, it just feels different when you're down there too. I, I don't know what it is, what causes that, but the black it just Panthers. feels different. Than, maybe <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the alligators, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things that will kill you there. Probably there's have something the, to the do pythons. With. I mean, you, you got, you got a lot of bunch, a lot of nasty animals down there that, that don't like people. You're not the only now, one hunting in those woods. Now I we can know promise why you, you that. Now, right. now we know why you left the bow at home and decided to bring the three and a half inch twelve. <laughs> he started thinking about it. Yeah. Yep. Sat, sat sure. snake loads. That's right. <laughs> I definitely would. I would definitely waste one of those on a on a big snake for sure. I can see it now. Them filming giant python comes by. He shoots, and the guy's like. What the heck did you just do? Because <laughs> oh, you yeah, didn't man, see the I python. Would, <laughs> I would definitely smoke a python. That would be awesome. <laughs> You'd have it yeah. mounted behind him in his in his office. Exactly. Right there. <laughs> exactly. I can see it now. Well, Josh, we yep. really appreciate you joining us on the tailgate, man. It was it's good yeah. to hear about the season and what's what do you got coming on? What other states you have that you're you're chasing? Yeah. So Kansas opens up uh fully on on wednesday uh we've got south dakota we head for south dakota on sunday um and then i get home i think on wednesday and then on thursday i fly to tennessee um to hunt with the cruiser saddle boys oh nice Uh, yep and then we may try to sneak into kentucky for a couple of days. It just depends on how quick we, we kill there. Um, cause Illinois is the following week. We got a fifth season tag in, uh, Illinois. And so I think we come home from Illinois and our buddies in Illinois are going to follow us and we're going to hit, uh, Kansas for them. And then Nebraska. Um, and then we've got, I think after that, I've got to fit Missouri in there somewhere. Um, 
and then Pennsylvania and Maryland. Ooh, um, you're gonna finish up I, up there, huh? I'm hoping we can squeeze that in because I I do have a bear hunt up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a brown coming. bear hunt, um, at the end of May. So I'm running out of weekends to to do other stuff. Jeez. At some point, I got got to get some of our food plot stuff done, you know, for whitetails. So. Well, selfish question I got for you is the honey-do list. Did you do that before turkey season, or is it just stacking up for you for when you dis- well, when you get done? It, it's probably stacking up for me. I, I will say my wife, Brittany, she is very understanding. She's been awesome. Uh, I don't know that I'll stack this many states up again. That was probably a mistake on my part. Um, but for this season, I mean, you know, we've talked through it and we're all good to go. And she is going to come on some of these hunts. She's going to, obviously we're going to try to get her a Kansas gobbler. She's coming to South Dakota with us. She's got tags for up there. She's got a tag for Illinois. Um, So she is going to get in on some of the action. So, but I would assume, I would assume my list is very long right now. (laughs) (laughs) And well-deserved though. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've got all of July to do that. That's right. That's what July's for. Yep. <laughs> the summer. <laughs> well, yep. Josh, we appreciate you joining us here on the tailgate, man. It's always fun. We always love having you. And I think that they'll probably hear your voice after you kill that giant black uh, brown bear. And uh, yeah, that will be, we're looking forward to that. We've been looking yeah. forward to that. That's yep. going to be a good one. When is, is this uh, yep. Memorial Day week? Week of Memorial Day end of May? That, that, that. Yeah, that's roughly when I leave cool. to head up there. Yep. Sweet. Awesome, yep. Josh, man. The best of luck on the rest of the turkey tour. And for everybody well, thank else, you. thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.